Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands all across the building. Oh, come on. Let's worship him. He's worthy of all of our praise. He's worthy of all of our praise. We love you, Jesus. Come on. Somebody magnify him. Somebody praise him. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give my hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated for just one moment. Hallelujah. I want to be the first to publicly welcome Sister Lavin. I know this has been a process, but officially welcome home. Amen. She finally got retired, and she's here permanently now. And so let's give her a good welcome. Hallelujah. Now, you've been a part of us for a long time, but it's good to have you officially faithful for many, 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 many years at the Rock Church and goes all the way back to my pastor. Hallelujah. And so it's good to have her here and, and uh, officially here. Amen. I want to say how thankful I am to be home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thankful to the church for allowing me to go and be away for the weekend. I got to celebrate my home church's 25th year anniversary. And, uh, you know, it's so encouraging to see what God has done from zero and to see what he's done in 15 or in 25 years out there. there I showed up and, uh, and I hadn't been there in, you know, in, in, an, in a normal service. I haven't been there in maybe almost a year. And there was no less than 50 new families family people that I had never met and that's in one year now if we take over the last three and a half four years there's there's probably 250 people I don't know that's incredible and that lets me know we're uh we're looking forward to the best 15 years that we've ever had I said we're looking forward to the best in other words, the best is yet to come. Somebody said amen. I said somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. So one thing I love about God's kingdom is it is expanding and it is exponential. And so what we see today, I want you to know I came home encouraged saying, man, that is awesome what God is doing. And it's exciting what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Before we introduce our speaker, uh, one quick, two quick words of pastoring. Um, number one, I've, I've noticed over the last little bit a lot of people chewing gum in church or their kids chewing gum in church. Um, I'm asking as the pastor that we don't do that in the sanctuary. Uh, we've got mints. If you need a mint, you can steal them from my office. It's the only thing in the church you can steal free of charge, sin free. Hallelujah. But come borrow it and don't return it. Hallelujah. But please, no chewing gum in the church because we just spent time cleaning it. We don't want gum on the carpet or gum on the seats. And I'm sure nobody here wants to sit on that. Hallelujah. And then also, we've mentioned it before. We'll keep mentioning it because I just know that's how it is. Uh, that front door out, out these doors right there, that little area right there, uh, that is for entrance only. People can come in and they can move to the right, fill out their tithing envelope, figure out a visitor card. We want to keep that area clear. So uh, if you could just come into the sanctuary uh, or go into that back hallway, uh, we're, we're, we're 
we're working with, with Elder Bobo. We're going to be remodeling that area so we have more fellowship space. But until then, if we could just use that back room for fellowship and keep that entrance area clear for our guests and our visitors, uh, that would be wonderful. And everybody said amen. Let's stand all across the building. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we're going to be bringing Brother Jonathan Thomas to the pulpit here in just a moment to preach. How many is excited to hear the Word of God? Hallelujah. I just want to say that uh, Brother Jonathan has, Brother Thomas, let me say it that way since you're preaching tonight. Brother Thomas has been exemplary as a young man uh, in, in the past few years that I've got to know him. Uh, he has produced nothing but respect in my mind. And I know that's the same for everybody else. Uh, amen. And I just want to encourage somebody. You know, I want to be, you know, somebody says, well, I want to be used of God. I'll just tell you right now, there's a lot of things that will, will enable you to be used of God. And, and, and one of those things is faithfulness. If you're faithful in the little things, God will make you ruler over many things. Amen. Loyalty is a huge deal in this generation. People are turning their backs on everybody and anything. They're turning their back on their own gender. <laughs> uh, you know, just faithfulness, commitment, being there when somebody asks, being early, that's a big deal. Uh, you know, and, and if you're going to be a leader in this church, there are things that we want you to exemplify. Uh, but I want you to know that if you're willing to take the commitment to be an excellent individual and an excellent leader, Amen. That God is going to elevate you, and God's going to use you. I want this church to know that 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 we are going to see many young people, young men, young ladies. God is going to bring them into the church here. God is going to develop them, and we are going to stand behind them. We're going to equip them. Amen. We're going to empower them, and we are going to continually encourage them to walk in the calling God has placed on their life. Amen. We want this to be a church where our young men and young ladies can feel, amen, they can feel excited to do something for God. Hallelujah. And Brother Jonathan, you've been exemplary. You're an excellent young man. And we want you to come take your liberty and preach to us in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Can we give that to Jesus right about now? Hallelujah. He's worthy. I think he deserves more than that. I think he deserves more than that. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus. My everything, Jesus, my everything, God. You're all I need, Jesus. You're all I need, God. Woo, there's something about the name of Jesus. When I look back over my life and I look over everything he's done in my life, I don't know what he's done in your life, but what he's done in my life is he picked me up. He turned me around and he placed my feet upon solid ground. I didn't been through the fire, my God, but it's underneath the blood now. It's underneath the blood now. Hallelujah. I want to thank Pastor and Sister Hood um, just for their commitment and their dedication. Uh, words can't even describe how thankful I am for them. And um, just their vision. Uh, I'm 100% behind you, Pastor and Sister Hood. And uh, 
I'm thankful for their leadership. And I'm thankful because I know there's sometimes I'm wrong. And I'm thankful for a man of God that will, that will correct me. If you have your Bibles, want to get into the word of the Lord. My God, I'm so very thankful. Thank you, Jesus. If you can turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 12. I promise I won't be lengthy tonight. I will do my very best. I just want to say from the depths of my heart that I love this church. I love each and every one of you. When I look from the left side to the right side, each and every one of you, you, you don't even know. You don't know. You don't understand. But this is a beautiful people right here. Beautiful people right here. When I look across the room, I think of so much vigor. I think of so much power that's in this room. Don't ever stop coming to the house of God. Because you don't understand what kind of role you play in my life. Elder Johnson, you play, you play a big role in my life. Brother Johnson, you play a, a big role in my life. And I know I started mentioning names. Elder Bobo, you, you, play a, you play a good role in my life. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you men and every, every one of you women. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. I just want to take this little portion. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. For just a little bit, I want to preach on a fight worth fighting for. A fight worth fighting for. If you could put your Bibles down and help me pray and ask God for his help. God, I love you, Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We're not quitting revival. We're not quitting. We're not throwing in the towel. But God, you have equipped us. You have equipped the church. You have predestined us, almighty God, with the weapons. And the weapons are in this room, mighty God. I'm praying, God, hallelujah, Jesus, that your spirit would be in this place. Mighty God, that there would be an overflow, God, that we cannot consume. Oh, mighty God, somebody give him some praise. He's worthy. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Somebody put some praise behind it. hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah shake your neighbor's hand and give him a good good God bless you. you you may be seated if you're gonna help me you may be seated all right that's a hundred percent right there amen I love that still got a couple of folks standing thank you before I launch into what God has given me for tonight, I'd like to preface this message with the statement that God is all-powerful. God is all-powerful, and he can do any and everything. You see, he holds all power in his hand, and no one compares to my God. There is no mountain that's too high. Huh? There is no valley that is too low. Huh? There is no sickness that is too sick. There is no heart that is too hard. Huh? Let, me, let me tell somebody there is no debt that is too deep huh, for my God. There is no marriage that is too rocky for my God. My God can do any and everything but fail. 
Hallelujah. The crowd in the auditorium waited for the speaker to make his way to the podium. This would be the day of great expectation, Pastor Hood, as they awaited because Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill had come to deliver an address to everyone, everyone sitting on the edge of their seat uh, and expectation and anticipation of a lengthy speech uh, that would be remembered for years to come. Churchill arose swiftly uh, with much confidence and walked to the pulpit in that familiar raspy voice. Uh, he spoke two words and the two words were this, never quit. And he left the podium and returned back to his seat. For a few moments there was a silence and then the place began to erupt in applause. And it began to grow rapidly. General Douglas MacArthur, a five-star general, spoke to a joint session of Congress upon the day of April 19th, 1951. And he uttered a powerful statement on the day, which was this, in war there is no substitute for victory. I don't know what you came to do when you bought, when you, when you came into this place. I don't know what you did when you committed yourself uh, to this lifestyle. I don't know what you, what you, what you, what you expected uh, when you came uh, and you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but as for me and my house, uh, uh, there is no substitute for victory. I'm going to reach it, and I'm going to reach it the right way. I'm going 100%. Uh, I'm going all in. Uh, I'm not stopping. Uh, I'm not trying to be stagnant I'm not trying to be complacent but I'm trying to go all the way oh, God. it was it was David the beloved psalm singer of Israel he had grown weary of the long struggle to survive while King Saul hunted him like a wild animal it had been a long uh, it had been a long time ago when when he had been called from the fields to come home because he had a special guest that was waiting for him at the house. Hallelujah, it's finna get real. I didn't took the cap off. It's finna get real. He walked in the house with the fresh scent of the field upon him, the sweat forming on the top of his forehead because he had rushed home and his pink flushed face spoke of youth and vitality. He was a shepherd, but much more than that. He had slain a bear and he had also slain a lion when his flock was threatened. He was tender and he was sensitive towards the presence of God and he was a talented musician. Samuel the prophet was at the house to anoint one of the family members as the next king of Israel because God had told him to do just that. Several sons had come before Samuel and had been rejected as the choice of the Lord. But it was David, he was the only one left. And when, when Samuel's piercing eyes had looked upon him, the prophet spoke resultly, this is the one. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 12 says, And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. When the horn of anointing oil was poured upon him, he became a changed young man. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13 reads, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. David had a purpose. David had a purpose from the jump. 
So I just want to go ahead and tell somebody, uh, when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, uh, you had a purpose right from the start. Uh, you had a purpose right from the start. Uh, before you even got the Holy Ghost, uh, God had a purpose for you. Uh, God had something, and he said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to form them. Uh, but you know what? Uh, after this, uh, I'm going to call them to be this. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The presence of God would continue to move upon him. He was blessed of God. But you see, he didn't become king of Israel right then and there. There's a process. You see, the Bible talks about before the start in Genesis, it reads, and, and it was a process of time. I, I want to break it down. I, I know I'm wet behind the ears. I know I'm just but a young man, but somebody listen to me. It's a process of time. It's a process of time. I never really had nobody to tell me that it was a process of time. I had nobody to tell me at a young age when God had filled me with the Holy Ghost and I went through so much struggles as a young man that it would be a process of time uh, that God filled me with the Holy Ghost and I begin to go through some things. I begin to struggle. But I'm telling you, it's all about being faithful to Him. It's all about being faithful to God. He didn't become king of Israel until many years later. But in the meantime, he lived the mixed bags of being a hero and a hunted criminal by his own king, which was Saul. The years of his life running from Saul were frightful and dangerous. He was near death many times as he, as he was hunted by the jealous king during his strong youthful years. During his strong youthful years, he lived in the wilderness much of the time. Kind of feels like myself. During my youthful years, I went through the wilderness, but I'm not there no more. I'm not there no more. I'm not there no more. You see, it was the blood. It was the blood. It was the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I got to get it applied to my life. And when I got it applied to my life, there was no pass. There was no pass. Hallelujah. During his strong youthful years, he lived in the wilderness much of his time, huh? surrounded by a band of, of, of men that, that were loyal to him. The pendulum of emotions that swung back and forth huh? as he innocently trusted the king, only at times just to dodge another spear thrown at him. One of the saddest passages in the Bible is, re is recorded of when David, the giant killer, gave up on his dream of becoming king someday and joined the mortal enemy of God's people which was the Philistines he was 30 years of age and he was weary from running my God I, I know where he's coming from with that man my God I get I get weary when I'm running God Lord have mercy first Samuel chapter 27 and verse 1 and David and David said in his heart I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul there is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me to seek me to seek me any more in the coast of Israel, so shall I escape out of his hand. David was on the verge of becoming king when he prematurely gave up on his dream. I wonder if he had an old sling somewhere stashed away. Oh, God, that he killed Goliath with upon that historic day. 
what about the sword of Goliath that he had carried on the efforts to elude Saul? He had run, he had ran from Saul so long that his faulty memory was distorting his judgment and faith in God. It will not be long before Saul fell in death on Mount Geboa, but David didn't know the rest of the story at the time. See, the Bible speaks to us. David didn't know the rest of his story. That's kind of like, like me because I don't know the rest of my story. You don't know the rest of your story. You don't know where God is taking you. We're so focused to, to focus ourselves upon the past because it already happened. But we don't understand our future because it hasn't happened. But we have to keep faith in God because God is, we have to keep our faith in God because God has the plan. It's all about him. It's not about me. It's not about my past. We, we live by the word of God. We live by the word of God and it'll, it'll wash my sins away. It'll wash my past away. It would not be long before he fell on Mount Geboa. He, he, it was David. David was about to experience the fulfillment of Samuel's prophecy when he, 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 was, he was on the verge of quitting so soon. Some are close to quitting. Please don't. Some are discouraged. Hang in there. Some are weary and well-doing. Just do just a little bit more. Don't give up. Don't step aside. Don't run and hide. Uh, the last chapter has not been written yet. Uh, understand somebody, don't give in because uh, soon we will reap the victory. I want somebody to understand uh, that the last chapter has not been written yet. Uh, don't turn back. Uh, keep running the race. Uh, keep holding on. Uh, keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, it is not the last mile. Uh, it, it is not the first mile that is important, uh, but it's the Last, uh, that all the it's it's the only thing that matters. Uh, I want somebody to understand. Uh, yes, it is important uh, how you start, uh, but it's also important uh, how you finish. It's not it's it's not just important about how you start, but understand it's how you finish. I ain't lost the fight yet. I ain't put my hands down yet. Come on, God, God, God's got a hold of you. God's got a hold of me. God's got a hold of every minister in this place. God's got a hold. Of, God's got a hold of every woman in this place. Hallelujah. You see, when God gives us promises, he keeps his word to us. We sometimes fail to remember that there are three keys. There are three elements to receiving a promise from God. The first is the promise. Oh, we like that. We like that. God's finna call me to do this. Man, you get so excited. Start doing jumping jacks. You start doing things you ain't never did before, man. Man, I was like, man, God, God called me to do this, man. I started running the aisles. I was out of breath like I am now. But then there's that, there, then there's that long waiting period. Man, God, God told me I was finna do this. Man, you start scratching your head and you... God, God told me it was gonna, I was going to be such and such, and uh, it hasn't happened yet. He's looking at you like, keep on keeping on. But then the third part of that equation is the fulfillment of the promise. You see, the length of time in waiting is the variable in which our faith and patience are tested. It was Job who grew weary, long night, and he cried. 
when shall I arise and the night be gone? And I am full of tossing to and fro unto the dawning of the day. Psalm, Psalm number 30 in verse 5 reads like this. It says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You see, defeat is one word that I won't use. Because my heart is still beating. I'm not done fighting. Neither are you. We're not done fighting yet. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because I'm telling you, around this room, around this room, I remember there was a man of God who came here. It was a, it was, it was, it was a couple years back and and he had everybody come up and say that there's greatness in me understand something young person young person let me talk to a young person in this place there's greatness in you there's greatness in you I was standing around I remember at the age of 15 at the age of 15 I went to conferences and I seen all these young men being used and I was like man I want to be like that in the crowd I was jumping but There was something inside of me, a jealousy. God was like, you ain't putting enough work yet. But he said, understand, I'm going to use you. But there has to be a waiting period. You see, we are in a spiritual war. The violent take the kingdom by force. Spiritual victories come with a price tag attached. My God, courage, fortitude, and perseverance are necessary in this war It's too soon to quit. I am convinced that some of the hottest battles of life are ordered by God. He places us in situations to build and strengthen the purposes that he is trying to refine in us. Jacob wrestled. Jacob wrestled. It was it was it was place where where it was a place where he had he had this he had his back against his wall and and he he forgot about how terrifying that Esau was and he got a grip of the angel of the Lord Uh, Joseph pastor you mentioned it last week Uh, there is a value in the pit Uh, Joseph went from the pit to the prison before reaching his pinnacle it was the plan of God David's lion den there again is a pattern that urges us uh, to pursue excellence regardless of the cause that is required of us thank God for the fight Thank God for the fight. Come on, I don't want I don't want victories that have been handed down to me, but thank God for the fight. The fight's not over yet. There's some battles that we have to go through. There's some understanding that we've got to fight with. But you know what? Thank God for the fight because it'll make you stronger. I'm thankful when I had to fight. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. And it has made me the person that I am today. I want somebody to understand that God is not finished with you yet. There's some, there's some promises that he has for you. Yeah, there is some promises, but there's some problems that you have to go through. God's not finished with you yet. This fight is worth fighting. Regardless of your friends, regardless of the neighbors downstairs, regardless of everything that's going on, God's got a promise for me, and you got to say it. God's got a promise for me. God's got a promise for me. Come on, somebody. There are dark days. There are dark days in your life. 
life and you're saying, God, 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 what's going on in my life? But understand, you've got to endure. You've got to endure hardness as a soldier, as a good soldier. You've got to endure hardness as a good soldier. If there, was, if there were no problems, there, there wouldn't be no need for God. There wouldn't be no need for prayer. There wouldn't be no need for worship because God has already taken care of it. I'm thankful for fighting. I'm thankful for fighting. Hallelujah. Been some battles, man. Been some battles. I had my back against the wall. And I felt like I was alone because my parents didn't serve God. But you know what? I had a man of God in my life. I had a man of God in my life, and he taught me, you know what? He's like, yeah, it is dark. Create, create an altar. Create an altar. Build an altar. A prayer. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Come on. Come on. Don't look at the past. Look at the future. Come on. If God said he's going to do it, God said he's going to do it. You have to trust in him. You have to trust in him. See, sometimes we get it twisted. God, it's all about me, and I want my promise now. But God's like, you don't understand. You don't understand. If I just gave it to you, you would use it, and you would abuse it. But God said, I got something for you. But you've got to endure the fight. And I come to tell somebody, don't stop for anyone. Don't stop for anybody. I don't care. I'm not stopping for nobody. I'm not stopping for anybody here. Nobody's going to hinder my walk with God. Because you know what? God has promised me some things. And I'm going to walk in that. I'm going to walk in his anointing. I'm going to walk in those blessings. God has promised us the land, the promised land. Huh? And somebody, I'm telling you somebody, huh? nobody's going nobody's gonna to hinder me from what God has me. God's got for me. God has you in his hand. The Bible in, in Revelations, it says that he is walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Don't back up. Don't back up. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Come on, have some courage. Have some grit. Have some grit to go the extra mile. Don't be intimidated. Go at it again. There is no discharge in, in, in this war. You have to get going. You have to persevere. You have to go on. You have to finish the fight. Uh, you have to run the race. John, just before they, 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 they leave your, your, your headless body in a pool of blood, shouted one more time, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Never quit doing the great work of God that he has called you to do. You will obtain a good report through faith. You will have obtained promises. And out of weakness, you will be made strong. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You will be made strong. Hallelujah. I'm strong today. I'm strong today. I'm not worrying about backsliding. I'm not worrying about throwing in the towel. Because you know what? God's got some things. God's got some, God's got some things for everybody in this place. You're wondering to yourself, man, oh my goodness. I, I don't know what's going on in my life. It's a catastrophe. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? God is equipping you. God is equipping you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Continue marching around your Jericho wall because soon it's going to fall. Continue using your ox goat. 
Continue using your shepherd's sling with five stones. Continue praying. Give me children. And when I say children, I mean revival or I die. Oh, God. Oh, God. I want to have children. I want to have babies in the gate. Oh, I want to have a revival. Hallelujah. Bible studies. Come on. I'm not talking about them type of kids, but I'm talking about kids in the house of God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want to, I'm telling you, if, if there's one conviction that I've had this year, it's this. I've got to win a soul. 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 Come on, I've got to teach somebody about the goodness of God. If he's so good and he's so great, I remember God convicted me and he said, you know what, if I'm really that good and if I'm really that great, you would, go, you would get up and you would go tell somebody. I've gotten up several times. Gotten up to go to work. Gotten up to go to Walmart. And God's like, you still never tell nobody. You still never tell nobody. Conversations at your job. And now, now I'm starting to tell people about the goodness of God. And pretty soon we're going to have some babies in the gate. Come on, we're, we're going to have some babies. Every empty seat, God's finna double. Every empty seat, God's finna double. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm so hungry for revival. I'm tired of talking about it and I want to live it. I don't want to just be hearers. I want to be doers. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Don't turn your back because of the giants. Take the promised land. The walls will fall flat. You will utterly destroy the enemy. You will slay the giant. Hallelujah. I think we, I think we, uh, please, I don't want to sound harsh. I'm, I'm just a young man. Somebody just hear me. I, I, I'm a young man, but I think, we, I think we need more prayer. Hallelujah. I think we need more prayer. We need more continuing of prayer. You see, I can read about prayer. I can preach about prayer. I can hear about prayer. Know how to pray, but will not take the place of prayer. There's people out there. It's a city. It's a state that God has called us to reason when I was when I was writing this down pastor I couldn't I couldn't help but think of Fallon I couldn't think of I, I couldn't think but but just Fallon that city there's so much potential I, I want somebody to understand that those there's there's some some elderly women and they're so faithful they come to the house of God every time they don't gripe they don't complain and I'm telling you we have church in that little place but I'm telling you, it, it may be little right now, but it won't be little in a few years. Come on, a few months. I'm telling somebody, God's going to have a mighty revival in Fallon. I know we're trying. We're, we're trying to get some things straightened out here. You hear me? We will get some things straightened out here. We will have our building. We just can't quit. We can't quit. There's some people that have so much potential, and they say, you know what, God, I'm done. I threw in the towel. It's over. It's over. And they go back to the ditch. They go back to the ditch that God got them out of. I'm telling you, there's so much greatness in this place. You just can't quit. You can't quit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't quit. Oh, my goodness. I'm not quitting on Fallon. I'm not, I'm not quitting on the things uh, that Pastor has preached. Uh, Pastor Walt, he, he was right here, and he said, he said that we're going to have the greatest revival. We're going to be taking over uh, uh, the, the, the bunny ranch, and we're going to be taking over this city. I believe that in the name of Jesus. It's not just things that we're saying. 
But we're walking by faith and we're also not quitting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody pray right now. Come on, God. God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in and out. Come on, God. I'm, I'm here. My heart's here. Oh, God, I'm praying use, use each and every vessel in this place, God. Oh, mighty God, have your way in us, God. Have your way in us, Jesus. Come on, we're not quitting. We're not quitting. This is a fight worth fighting for, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 to 15. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, the expanding kingdom. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. I want somebody to understand. Yeah, you know, it's cool to have fellowship. It's cool to have breaking of bread. Got to have the doctrine. I said we got to have the doctrine. I got to know what I'm living if I don't know what I'm living, why am I living it? The other thing is prayer. You see, prayer isn't part of the battle. Prayer is the battle. As we all stand. Understand that groanings, which cannot be uttered, are often prayers that cannot be refused. I'll go ahead and say that again. Understand that groanings, groanings when you're in prayer, groanings which cannot be uttered, you don't understand it sometimes, but you just feel so overwhelmed by the Spirit of God. So overwhelmed. Groanings, groanings which cannot be uttered are often prayers that cannot be refused. James chapter 5 and verse 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man of Aileth much. I'm telling you, if there's anything that has convicted me, it's not thrown in the towel. We got to pray for people. There's, I seen somebody the other day walking the streets. My God, I'm telling you, shaped like a toothpick. And it, and it gripped my heart. It gripped my heart. I'm telling you, somebody... The city needs a church that's refusing to quit. The, uh, the sign back there in the back, it says, not holding back. I've been so convicted ever since Pastor Hood talked to me about this. And I'm struggling, God. I got so, I got a couple messages and I thought, I thought that I had a good one and God convicted me about this. A fight worth fighting for. You know, in Acts, in Acts, at the end of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that God added unto the church daily. My God, he 
added unto the church daily. I want to have revival. I don't know about you, but I really want to have revival. I feel like this is our year. Some got to step out of the boat. Got to be willing to do the unknown. And we've got to be willing to go to the unknown territories. I've got to get to that place, God. I've got to get to that place. I'm, my hand's to the plow. I'm not looking back. Because if you look back, it's not fit for the kingdom of God. I want somebody to understand that God's got promises for us. But God's also got promises for this church. I wonder if we can pray right now. could stand there in your seat. You could pray at your seat if you like. But I open up these altars. I open up these altars. Oh, Jesus. Come on, somebody lift up your voice, God. I refuse to quit, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. somebody in the name of Jesus grab a hold of it come on somebody grab a hold of it I grab the whole I grab a hold of the horns of the altar and I'm not I'm not I refuse to quit the name of Jesus God in the name of Jesus God I pray in the name of Jesus God sweep sweep through this place God Oh, come on, that's it. That's it. I feel something rising in this place. Come on, I feel something rising. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm not shutting up. I'm not looking back, but I'm pressing. I'm pressing in the name of Jesus. 
Somebody grab your wife by the hand. In the name of Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. You're making you make the warriors in this place. church all across the building lift up your hands somebody needs to pray I'm not quitting I'm not throwing in the towel my fight is just getting started I'm not turning back I'm turning up I'm going further I'm putting the pedal to the metal I'm taking up my shield of faith and my sword hallelujah hallelujah I'm not quitting I'm praying I might get knocked down but I'm getting back up more times than I fall because I will be everything God promised me to be. Oh, somebody pray. Come on, you just heard a word from God, church. 
ARC will be everything God has promised. The promise still stands. The promise still stands. God's word is true. It's impossible that God should lie. He's never failed. No, not once. We worship you, Jesus. I'm fighting because it's worth it. Come on. Why don't you lay your hands on the person next to you if it's appropriate and pray for them. You're not in this fight alone. You're not praying alone. You're not worshiping alone. You're not fasting alone. You've got a body of believers with you. You've got brothers and sisters. You've got ministers and preachers. you got, come on, you've got a body of believers that are backing you up. Pray with them. Come on, bro, you will see it. Sis, you will see it. We will become, we will obtain in the name of Jesus. Feel the Holy Ghost on 